0: Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulu's to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, why's of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. Hey everyone, and thanks for being here today. Today, I got to sit down with Rebecca Streb of Be Naturally Fit. She is an amazing woman with so much energy, and I am so excited about this podcast. I hope that you guys love listening, and let's just dive right in. Hey, Rebecca. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am super excited to get to know you more and get to know what you are all about. So maybe we can just start with a little bit about who you are and you can give us a bit of a brief bio.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Brittany. It's actually so much fun to come on here and chat with you and love everything that your podcast is all about. So I'm so happy to be here. I am an East Coast born girl from New Brunswick who felt, you know, the West Coast calling. So moved out here when I was 18 and just really, I mean, there couldn't be more of like a West Coast girl, like was living in Whistler, snowboarding, mountain biking, and just felt, you know, so happy to be out here. And then here I am in Deep Cove, which is about as West Coast as it gets. I have been a personal trainer and women's health coach for the past 10 years, and it has taken me down so many different avenues from Kundalini to regular yoga to bar to Aquafit to run clinics. And it was just, you know, how they say in the past year, where you really do have to start to, con- you know, bring your energy in and focus on one spot to be successful because you can't be everything for everyone. So, in the past year, I've really put a lot of my energy into my online coaching practice, helping women in the holistic framework of nutrition, mindset, fitness, habits, inner dialogue, emotional health. And it's just been so rewarding. And that's me in a snippet.
0: That's just, amazing. Oh, and
1: mom of two. Married Can't forget that. Years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Local
0: Deep Cove mom. It's
1: very oh, important.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I totally agree. I think that, especially as being a mom, we're so able to think that we can spread ourselves all over the place. And as we maybe grow in more wealth of knowledge, we're able to realize that we can actually be way more functional. As we delve into specific aspects and more Mm -hmm. successful, you know, and I don't define success by dollars. I'm defining Mm -hmm. success by uh, a wealth of knowledge and energy as we're able to delve into something that really directs our passion.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, over the past couple of years, I have been going deeper into my own spiritual quest for what is, you know, what is my Dharma here on life? How am I best to serve people with everything that I've acquired? And how can I be the best mom and wife and community member and coach to these people? And it, it it takes a couple hard you know, no's to find your true yes. So that has been just the past year or two so much clearer as I've been able to silence and focus and silence and focus to where I've got to be where I'm at today.
0: I love that. I think it's very, it, it's hard to say no, and it's hard to learn to say no, because it's mm-hmm. for the betterment of self. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on really finding that <laughs> and being able to start to delve into an aspect of your life that you're really finding fulfillment and content from. Absolutely. Amazing. So what focus are you bringing into light with your business these days then? as you said, Mm -hmm. you were a run coach, you were doing online, (laughs) everything. So what are you trying to more niche into these days?
1: So I'm trying to help women, busy women who have already come to a certain mindset that there is no quick and easy fix. So right away, that kind of takes out really anyone under 30. And no offense, if you're under 30, and you're already quite enlightened, and you've already come to the realization that there is no quick fix. But Typically, my clientele are 40 plus, and they're, they're knowing that there's so much more, but it hasn't happened yet. And why hasn't it happened? You know, I know all these things. I've tried all these things. And what I can help is quiet the subconscious kind of narrative, put energy in their system. And I'm getting kind of esoteric, but I'll come around and explain what I mean and lay out some healthy habits that start to feed the positive momentum so that it becomes an intuitive knowing of what's best for you. So again, that all sounds a little bit woo woo and etheric, but there is a daily practice of, you know, a mindset, a mindfulness movement, energy, breath, a little bit of yoga. And there's a method that I've created that help women get crystal clear what is best for them and their goals because my goals might look different than yours right now. I'm trying to build back up more muscle and, you know, there's no endurance part of that right now. I'm trying to, my goal is to build up more muscle right now. I've lost a lot over the past year and that's a specific goal, but some of my clients, it's hormonal health. Women over 40 deal with severe hormonal fluctuations and they don't even know. No one's told them that that might be a reason that they're having a hard time showing up to their workouts or why they're choosing the wrong foods. So there is a, you have to take it back, start with a mindset and then start to just take the actionable steps for what's in your best self and what's in your right action.
0: Wow. Where do I yeah. sign up? <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, the program, one of the programs I started, you would kind of ask about the fiercely feminine. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that because, you know, as probably a primarily, you know, female based listening.
0: Yes. Women
1: listening. So fiercely feminine. It was probably, I'm going to start with a little story. So it's really only been 60, 70 years where women have been working towards equal rights up until then, you know, we were quiet in the kitchen, not seen as equals And we've been working really hard. And I am so proud of everything that women have been able to accomplish. You know, here we are, 2020, female vice president. Like, we have come a long way.
0: Yeah, seriously. Amen to that. There is
1: a but to that. We have lost a sense of our feminine energy because we have seen the male energy and we're trying to mimic it. And that takes us away from our heart. That doesn't always help us become and flow. Even parenting, you know, man of the house. It's like, ha, huh, any woman who has kids knows that there's no man of the house. We are the man of the house. We are doing the scheduling. We are doing the cooking. We are doing everything. And those are masculine things. A feminine being is, and we all know probably somebody who is really flowy, They talk a little bit breathier and they're creative and they just have more time and space than it feels like the rest of us. And that's because they're connected to a part of them that is that feminine energy. And it's really hard to feel your best if you're constantly avoiding that part of you, if you're shutting down that feminine energy, because that is our essence. And feminine is love and masculine energy is structure and freedom. And I'm not saying that we can't have both. We need both. I mean, that's how we've got to where we are is being able to step into our masculine and handle all this stuff. But are we still handling it with grace? So one of the things in Fiercely Feminine is I wanted to teach women, the more that they can fall, it's a falling back. No one can see me on a podcast, but it's a settling back into the heart and softening the front channel of the body and slowing down and finding pleasure and through that, you can navigate your own masculine with more grace. So that's, that's where I cre- created Fiercely Feminine is to help women, because when they have that balance, again, the right action for what is best for them becomes more obvious.
0: I love that. And it's yeah. something that I think as a culture, we're kind of taught to almost go the opposite way and find that masculine energy because we're at a level where we're always, you know, tick, 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 get everything done, go, go, go opposed to, you know, when you did take that, that breath back, I I found myself leaning back also. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. just finding that right to be like, okay, like it's okay to just be Mm -hmm. and not have to be doing all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, there's so many different ways to describe feminine and masculine, and that could be a whole other beautiful podcast. But one of the things about masculine is it's very penetrating where women, feminine, or, you know, it doesn't, it's not gender. It's, these are energies we're talking about, but the feminine energy is inviting. Think about that in a sexual relational, like, you know, penetrating, inviting. So that actually is, you know, we can carry that into a lot of different things. And when we start to work with these energies, we become our own masters. And it's can really help in your creative life, in your work life, in your relational life, in your mom life. It's powerful stuff.
0: Yeah. I see that. I hear that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So with taking this from fiercely feminine, mm-hmm. are you growing this into something further as females, obviously going mm-hmm. forward into something new or what are you? Yes. Yeah, so
1: What I found is, you know, the, I can continue to teach this, but you can hear about this stuff from many other people about the feminine and masculine energy and how to tap into your feminine, but because it is such a unique situation, because as a child, it depends on how many conditions and stories and traumas and, you know, even just being told one thing at one time that can start to spin and it changes who you are. So it's it's really hard to put specific practices into these like brackets because everyone probably needs a little bit something different. So the fiercely feminine model of still adding movement, adding some creativity, some sort of art, something to unleash the feminine, taking care of your body. This is our physical body, so nutrition is a part of it. But now I'm making it individualized. So I'm working more with one-on-one clients and I'm taking them through 12 weeks where it's, you know, a full catered Lamborghini style coaching for the feminine energy and for conscious fitness and, you know, the whole package, because like we were talking about earlier, I was probably scared to say that I actually know a lot about this. I've been working with some of the best teachers, John Wyland, Guto Jagat, David Data, that the world has right now on these things. And I have authority to share them. And it I was just nervous. I was nervous to talk about someone's feminine energy. I was nervous to say like, hey, you should try this at work, you know? But now I'm not. So I'm just proud to be stepping into this role and seeing so far with my clients, liberation radiance, grace. Like these are the feedback instead of just being like weight loss or my diet is perfect or abs. It's like, you know, if you start to, if it's as a good coach, no one even says that they want those things. Yeah. They start asking what they really want and asking the real questions. What do they really want? They just really want to feel in balance. They really want to feel aligned with their family and nature. Like
0: that's what we really want. It's love. We want love. We're feminine beings, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm so, so happy I- that you found the voice to come out and talk about this. Yes, yeah. Um, it definitely takes. I think you know we imposter syndrome. If you've heard that word, sometimes we feel that. Well, living what do it. I yeah. have to say? That any I had this starting this podcast. I'm like, of well, course. who would then listen to this? But until we find our own voice and comes. Through because we have that passion and desire to do it, why not? It's time to jump in and do that and make the time.
1: Yeah. And for you, I mean, it's, it's asking the right questions. You're going to have the most powerful podcasts because you know how to ask the right questions, right? And just listen. Thank you.
0: Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So did you find over this past crazy time that we're living through COVID right now, did you find that this is the time that you were able to restructure this brand of yours? Or was Mm -hmm. this something that was coming down the pipeline for a while?
1: Good question. I was already online. I've had an online business for seven years. It's morphed a little bit. So I was very, very fortunate to have the website with the members login to have people already in my newsletter like i had a head start no doubt about it my primary income used to be from one on one in person coaching training meal planning all that you know kind of more traditional fitness trainer life worked at bar yoga And so when this happened, I'm so, I was so fortunate. So I have to preemptively say that because I know a lot of people had to struggle to get quickly get their business online. And I was so lucky. And let me say that was a saving grace because as you know, I did get COVID in March, the very beginning of this whole thing and was really sick. Like, you know, I made it through, but it's just one of those small percentages where I was affected and it knocked me it knocked me down but what i was able to see and really what gave me life during the whole you know healing from covid and restructuring and everything was seeing the need from my clients to have someone just hold hold the post like stay the course so i just was able to show up when i could I created my Zoom, my virtual workouts, which is still a huge part of my overall business. I mean, I have the Zoom workouts and then I have the one on one coaching. So that's kind of my whole business now. And I was grateful because showing up gave me energy. As anyone who's been a teacher or a coach in the past knows that, you know, what you put out, you receive back. So during the whole time of COVID, Yes, there was some throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what works, see what doesn't. Also, it's hard because financially, I mean, I was hit for a bit. Luckily, I was able to pick it back up and be creative. And I do think my own personal practice gave my nervous system and my mind enough energy so that I was able to quickly think and like pivot in that moment of stress. But also asking people, like I found I had a hard time even just asking for money, because it was like, I don't know what where people are at. So, you know, that was some of my biggest struggles. Now we're nine months out. And life looks nothing normal. But the online business, you know, everything is online. And people thank goodness have realized, where they maybe didn't know before that you can get a great workout at home, you can be coached from home. There is an aspect of connection, like we're experiencing right now that is possible.
0: Absolutely. We've learned so many different things that are for the positive and not necessarily Mm -hmm. a negative through these different times in our world.
1: Yeah. And I know for you, for me, the hardest part is the kids. Like they can't hug their grandparents. They can't hug their friends. You know, as somebody who actually never was a big hugger, (laughs) this is kind of like sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with the no hugs. I actually have never been a big hugger, but Yeah. It's like we adapt and I just, kids are adaptable, but the part that, you know, breaks my heart is just, you know, Oh,
0: no, don't hug
1: your don't don't touch your friend or whatever. Like just that the different
0: of- and and wearing the mask. And I find oftentimes when you have a mask on, you you look down. Your your energy is is pulled down instead of the eye contact that we mm-hmm. often so had. I don't know if that's something in your face pulls the confidence out, or you know something covering your face pulls confidence away. It's it's yeah. a sad time right now for that.
1: But yeah, that is that is a hundred percent true. It's just. It's not the same interaction at all. There's not that connection.
0: No. So you were not in the demographic statistically for COVID, at least in Mm -hmm. BC, as to, I guess, yeah, the demographic that is being affected significantly by this. So Mm -hmm. how, do you mind me asking how you Mm -hmm. felt through it? Like, how did your body adapt and go through this?
1: It was really, really hard, really hard. I don't know how to... I got really sick, like couldn't all the same symptoms that you probably hear on the news, couldn't breathe, no energy, no appetite, burning throat, so much pain through the esophagus. Um, But the problem was, is like, even after I supposedly was COVID free, my blood had become so toxic that I was in constant fight or flight. So CO2 levels on a normal person are supposed to be I forget what the actual unit is, but let's say it's, it's like 20 BBB, whatever the unit that they're measuring mm-hmm. is. And I got almost all the way up. 36 is like, you can't breathe anymore. I was like 32, like my oh. CO2 was so, so high, oh. which again, causes you to be in a constant state of inflammation, a constant state of fight or flight. So it's, it's really hard. Even thank goodness for my Kundalini, my meditation, every single day I did something to try to keep me connected to my highest self. But anxiety was hard. Pain was hard. The grieving of like, my past energetic life was hard. And in the summer, you know, three months later, I became like 50% better. And then just probably six weeks ago, I would say I'm like 90% better. I used to run marathons like for fun. And I can't really hike up a hill yet, like walk.
0: (laughs) But There was
1: just so much trauma to I had so much pleurisy and my lungs were in really rough shape. So
0: I like what you said. I don't like it, but about (laughs) the grieving of your past self, I think in a way that you're obviously wishing that you were healthy and and didn't take things for granted that the way that we do once we, you know, once we realize when we're going through something and suffering, Mm -hmm. how much we have taken for granted in the past, but I'm glad to hear that you're starting to feel better and probably that was that experience I'm going to assume has allowed you a lot more self-reflection.
1: Yes. And also empathy for someone who had lived my health and really earned my life in perfect health. I would say I, when someone would say, look, I just don't have the energy to get off the couch in my head. I'm like, okay, this is a mindset thing. I can work around this. You know, she just doesn't realize she needs to X, Y, Z. No, there was days I just couldn't get off the couch like couldn't go for a walk around the block. Like I live really close to the ocean and my kids were like, I want to go for a swim. It like literally is like two minutes. I'm like, I can't, I can't. And so now I understand if someone has autoimmune or is going through a hard time, they have inflammation healing from an injury as a coach. I can look at that and see a different side of the story. And again, as a a coach, it's it's not about what I perceive the person to need. It's what they actually need. And I can be a better listener now because of that. And yes, I actually realize that so much of being busy is also sometimes a smokescreen that we put on top of ourselves to sometimes do some of the real work. So 100%. while I wasn't able, yeah, a hundred percent. So while I wasn't able to run around and coach five people and teach two classes and then go for my run and then go see a friend and go to a workshop. And that's how I used to kind of probably cope. Everyone has coping. Luckily, mine are fairly healthy, but is too much exercise healthy? Maybe not. So I, I couldn't use any of those distraction smoke screens. And I was on the couch. And I'm like, okay, mind just me and you. Let's, uh, let's get to know each other again. So yeah, it was there's was a lot of deep reflective meditative time. And of course, now I can say I'm grateful for it. <laughs> and I am lucky to have such a good deep knowledge of self and understanding of health and stuff. So I was able to really be my own healer through a lot of it because the, the medical system, it's so new, it's so new. So it's hard for them to even know how to handle someone like me.
0: Well, and how lucky now for all of the people that you're coaching that you come from a a side of offering more and listening Mm -hmm. to them further and not just prescribing something because this is going to work for everyone. Now you have that ability to really listen and understand probably with a different level of compassion.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is like the biggest gift. I think through the whole thing is just another layer of like heart open, compassion for people who are having a hard time that those invisible autoimmune, like I said, and other, you know, depression that you can't see. But now I just understand a little bit more.
0: Amazing. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask you, I have noticed as of late, you have an infrared sauna. So is this part of your recovery or (laughs) I have (laughs) one myself. I've had one for about 12 years and Mm -hmm. love it, but I definitely find I go through ebbs and flows of using it and Mm -hmm. through COVID, I am trying to get in there multiple times a week. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone who's listening can agree with me when I say when you're in pain, you will try anything to get out of pain. So I did the homeopathy, didn't work. I tried a different probiotic. I tried like antioxidants, blah, 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 blah. I tried all the things. And for my birthday, September 18th, my husband, I've been asking for an infrared sauna, you know, for years, but he was like, uh, let's do it. So I was like, sweet. So at the same time, I'll tell you two things, Britt. I, have you heard of Zach Bush before? I have. Yeah. Yeah, so the guy who is like trying to heal the planet through soil health. So I bought his, no one can see. I'm going to reach and show her. I bought his probiotic, the okay. ion stuff. I started taking this at the exact same week that I got my infrared sauna. So I don't know which one worked, but literally I went from 50% better to 90% better in like two weeks. And I haven't had a relapse.
0: I'm going to put those in the show notes for sure. Okay. <laughs> I've already Zach told anyone. Gut
1: health. Okay. Yeah. I've told anyone who has autoimmune or gut health issues. Uh, my whole family is on this now. And we all swear, like, this is like, it tastes like swamp water. It's a liquid. It works. It works. Okay. I feel so good. My brain feels so clear. Part of having that toxic blood was like, it. I always felt so slow and heavy in my head. And now I just feel as clear as day. And then the sauna, I mean, for inflammation, I think that that I don't want to say something I'm not, you know, scientifically backing up, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of studies that shows that infrared saunas help reduce inflammation in the body. Yes. So it does I'm, for sure. Yes. I'm yes. feeling that. I'm feeling the heat and the relaxation and the inflammation just feels way better. So good. Highly recommend it.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then let's take your heat and reverse Mm -hmm. that into your cold water plunging. Is this a Wim Hof type of method or? It is a kundalini
1: lifestyle practice. I have been taking a cold shower at 5am every single morning for about two years. You got to try it. Everyone listening to this podcast, please do not say, yeah, right, as if, and just get over it and get in the shower and take a cold shower and get out and then tell me how you feel. No, you put your hair up. You don't get your hair wet. You don't have to even really get your face wet, although it does help to get your face in the morning. But you just get in and you rub your body and you stimulate your lymph. And what it does is it constricts all the blood. So in the morning we wake up and there's still the remnants of the melatonin in our bodies and everything that the body is, well, as you know, our brain is cleansing ourselves, The liver is cleansing our gut. Everything is like a cellular regeneration. That's why we need sleep. So like reset. So when you wake up in the morning and you take this cold shower, it takes the blood, it puts pressure and sends it all to the organs. And just literally, it's like flushing all the extra, you know, melatonin out of your body. So it's like a reset and all the debris out and you just feel so clear. It's really good for your skin. It's good for your immunity, all of that stuff. And I also like to think about it every time I do anything cold plunge as like, I can do hard things because it's not easy to get into the cold shower every morning, but it's like a stamp of victory before I start my day. So if anything happens, I spill the coffee grinds, whatever. I'm like, I've already had a cold shower. I can handle this. Like I can handle this.
0: Yeah. So so how long is your cold shower?
1: Oh, like right now, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I can do make that. Sure it,
1: <laughs> make sure it hits your throat. Cause that's where your thyroid and your parathyroid and thymus is. And you make sure it hits your breasts and your armpits and you kind of massage your armpits and your breasts. And then you turn around and let it hit your kidneys and you just massage your kidneys where the adrenals are and just kind of rub, 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 rub. And then whole body rub down and then get out.
0: And this must be done when you first wake up. Like there's not the same benefit if you're doing it like after your workout in the morning. You're not not sloughing off the melatonin at that point, obviously.
1: Well, this is the thing. A cold shower is kind of like a reset at any time. So I often tell clients who have really bad headaches or anxiety to get into the shower because your cortisol or sometimes for women, estrogen, like headaches aren't just always tension. It's usually a hormonal imbalance. So cold showers are really, really good for women dealing with hormonal imbalances because it can give you just that little extra Jump start on feeling better. I'm not saying it's always going to work, but if it's just a little stress and anxiety, you know, the kind where you're like, uh, you know, you're like unsure jump in the cold shower and then it's usually gone.
0: Okay. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is your morning routine. You get up at 5.00 AM and you're in the shower first to start it.
1: Yeah. First, a huge thing of water and then in the shower. And then I do 45 minutes of meditation and Kundalini
0: did it all take done you by six a while. <laughs> oh my goodness. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you a while to work your way out to 45 minutes of that meditation time?
1: Yes. Yes. And no. So 45 minutes is kind of where I've landed. I started with less obviously built up. Then I went and did my Kundalini teacher training in LA and worked alongside with a couple like gurus and they were, you know, And at that time, I was doing like an hour and a half in the morning, waking up at like 4.30. But then I've now landed on, I do 45 minutes in the morning and probably another 10-minute meditation at night.
0: Wow. That's inspirational. I need to learn how to shut my my brain, my outside brain off and really look inwards more often. Well, can I go
1: really etheric on you here? Please. Yes. We are all born like at our highest, most beautiful self, there's a part of us that never changes. You are born with it. As you go older, your mind may again come up with these stories and conditions, but there is a part of you that is connected to a part of me that is connected to a part of nature that when you die, never changes. It ascends. And then whatever your beliefs are, I, you know, comes back, I believe as something else. And to muck away the conditioning and the stories, the monkey mind, we want to really polish that true self. And when we do it in the morning, when there's not already the stress of the day and in those hours, there's a certain angle of the sun. That's why many, many religions and traditions and lineages of yoga get up before six o'clock. It's a holy time. And there's a certain power to waking up and, connecting with yourself and you don't even the nice beautiful thing about kundalini is your mind doesn't have to be quiet for it to be working you can actually just watch the slideshow of thoughts as you're going through a couple of the meditations and exercises and breath works and it still works so that's why i've come to kundalini over you know or hatha yoga it just I felt more benefit within like two or three months of Kundalini than I did in 10 to 15 years of regular yoga. So it's just, it's really an, it's a science of angles and mantra and breath that brings you closer to, you know, your true self, that, that diamond that you're born with. And once it's brighter, not only can you shine, but people are more attracted to that. You know, you'll notice that everyone near you is like, Feels better and l- your life becomes more abundant. And again, not money, it's just abundant, like love and good energy.
0: Absolutely. So it's, it's a really the energy. I just saw a great quote the other day, and I'm going to mess it up for sure, but yeah. something along the lines of your energy is the first thing that a room reads. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to, I feel that of you today, especially just sitting here and being able to talk, I just feel like, wow, what, what a beautiful person, so much to offer and Mm -hmm. just, I can't, I can't help, but just listen and want to hear more from you.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. And you're right. It's the, it's that the aura is the first thing people see the, the energy that you admit. So if you could imagine, if you're allowing yourself to engage in the stories of scarcity and fear and not good enough, how that affects your energy. Yeah, it's powerful.
0: Very powerful. Mm -hmm. Very. So as a female myself, looking forward and wanting to further go in depth with myself, what would you suggest and what can your program offer me and how do I get started?
1: Yeah, well, I think the most important thing that everyone realizes is that what you're not changing, you're choosing. So, you know, how committed are you to, you know, what it is that you wanna change? Cause we all say, I want this and I want this. So the biggest thing, once you kind of really realize that is understanding you can't make the change without the energy in your system. So what I start to get people doing is a practice movement is a great one nature is a great one cold showers are another good one but i put together a bit of a protocol and you can just find a lot of this just even on my instagram or anything like that but you start to realize how that it's it's not just like caffeine energy that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about like nervous system energy the system the part of you that can handle stuff mm-hmm. with grace so once you start to get energy in your system then you start to make better choices and habits And your emotions around certain reactions is much more neutral. So you're not going through the swings. And again, that consistent action gives you consistent results. Random actions give you random results. So once you start to put energy in the system, be mindful of your own stories. And then take actionable steps because you have the energy that are the same every day. Take the same steps that's how you change anything in your life, whether it's a relationship or a job or a habit or a skill. So I just, I provide a bit of a pathway. I'm a guide. There's so many different ways to get there, but essentially it's the mindset and it's those tiny steps every single day.
0: Be mindful, find the mindfulness within yourself.
1: Yeah, and it's like we hear that all the time. It's almost become this like catchphrase: "Be mindful." But you have to embody mindful. Mindful isn't even a like. It sounds like oh, I have to think about it. No, you have to feel it. Like you, there's no more thinking about it. That's what I just you know. Everyone wants to know details and deliverables, and all. it's you gotta feel it or else you don't know it. <laughs> so embody the mindfulness, like that falling back I talked about fall back breathe into the belly. Is it lighting you up? Like even if something's exciting, you can feel it. it's an energy, right? It's all there, but you have to be in the body. And if you're just thinking about it, you're not going to, you're going to miss it. So for sure. Minding is
0: not the action. No,
1: thinking is not the
0: action. Well put, well put. (laughs) Oh, oh, I love this. I love this conversation. There's so many different ways that we can go. And I would love to Mm -hmm. go a different way for sure again with you. So I hope that you would come back. But are there any highlights or tidbits that we can finish on today that you'd like to share? Oh, good
1: question. Yeah, I really, I would share this with everybody. Do your own self analysis because you can't expect any sort of change unless you know what you're working with. And a good coach will help kind of poke and prod until you get to those kind of questions. But you know, you don't need that. You can do so much of your own self mastery through self analysis. So you should know what motivates you to get to the exercise mat, you should know what motivates you to reach out and share your talents you should know what triggers you to overeat or go off the rails or whatever the terminology and then you got to be brutally honest keep a journal and this is embodying that mindfulness just write it down write it down and you'll see through just acknowledging that a layer of the heaviness that comes with that, whether it's a bad thing or energy, if it's a good thing, will start to build. And it's just the positive momentum. So I really think that becoming your own self healer isn't that hard, but it, it takes you knowing what your own triggers and encouragements and motivators are. And then, again, rinse, repeat rinse, repeat (laughs) until you start to see the positive benefits.
0: (laughs) Keep rinse, repeating and be able to (laughs) reflect the good and the negative in yourself to be able to see change and energy.
1: Yes, that's it. Follow the energy and also be mindful of the triggers. (laughs)
0: Love it. Thank you. So where can everyone find you? Mm -hmm. Well.
1: I have an Instagram and I have a YouTube and stuff like that. But honestly, the best way to receive a ton of free, valuable workshops and workouts and yoga flows and meditations is all in my virtual studio. So that's benaturally.fit, you know, backslash uh, virtual studio. And there's four or five workouts a week. But on top of that, I'm really trying to make it a hub for wellness. So yesterday we did a mindful macro workshop. On the full moon, I do like an empowering full moon meditation. I like to have guests on there as well. So if I feel like there's someone who can come on and talk better about energy, energy healing, so many things. So that's the best way you get one-on-one, not one-on-one, but you get FaceTime with me over Zoom. So you're during a workout, people can ask questions. They can say, I really request that you do a yoga for sore backs. And I'm like, great, I will totally do that. So that's the best place. And then again, if you are looking for more of a total transformational, the full deal, like where you're like, okay, I'm at X and I want to get to Z, Then we work together and I, we come up with a real actionable plan and I hold the mirror to your, you know, to your smoke screens and I create a plan and I'm on you to take action. So if you need that extra little support, I do that as well. And that's just through my website. You can send, you know, me a dm and we can set up a phone call.
0: I think that everyone needs someone to hold the mirror to show them their smoke screens more often and it's yeah. just taking that step to do it, to make the change and be accountable to self. So I
1: know. Yeah. I understand. Sometimes the people that love us, the love becomes it makes it a barrier for them being our smoke screens. You know what I mean with your husband? He doesn't want to call you out because he loves you
0: totally. But or they accept, call you they accept more than yeah. They accept
1: more. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah so amazing! It is nice. Thank okay. you, Rebecca. I look forward to hopefully talking to you more further on the podcast, but further also just personally and see if you can help mm-hmm. me hold that mirror.
1: Yeah, that's so great, Brittany. Yeah. Thank you for holding you know this space here with your new podcast. I'm really excited for it.
0: Thank you. Really appreciate that. And really appreciate you being here. And I will link all of Rebecca's details in the show notes. So thank Thank you. you. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Can you believe all that energy that Rebecca holds? I can just feel it through the screen as we were talking today. And I hope that you can feel that through your speakers as well. I have so much to continue working inwards on and can't wait to have Rebecca hold the mirror for me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomSweatSam.